0: Good afternoon, everybody. God is good. It's wonderful to be back home. I would like us to go today to Joshua chapter 10 and verse number 12. Joshua chapter 10 and verse 12. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel... Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, O sun, stand still over Gibeon. O moon, over the valley of Aijalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Joshua, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since. A day when God listened to a man. Surely, the Lord was fighting for Israel. In Jesus' name, Father God, all of you and none of me, speak through me. Help us to capture your heart for your people today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The thing I wanted us to focus on in this passage is... Uh, I don't know, like just to kind of get inside the head of Joshua a little bit. Uh, I'm impressed with the kind of faith and confidence that Joshua had in his God on that day. They were winning the battle. He saw the sun was going down, which means that we're not going to be able to finish the, the battle today. So he had this idea why don't we just stop the sun? Like, where does that come from? You know? Like, w- how do you perceive yourself to be? Who do you think you are? We depend on the sun. We check the weather before we go out. Come on, somebody. Because we are at the mercy of the sun's beckoning. If it's hot, we prepare. If it's cold, we prepare. We serve the purposes of the son. The son does not serve our purposes. But for this story, the roles are reversed. And God listened to man. The son heard the voice of his impressive is the mindset of Joshua. The Bible says the people who is God. This man was not, a, a, no doubt. He wasn't like imagining. I wonder what it would be like. Or it would really be special if the son could. No, no none of that. Son. Hold on a minute. Yes, sir, son. You know, it, it's like, it's just, I, I like that kind of confidence. That's next level believing. That's, that's like thinking on par with like the creator of the universe, God himself. Meaning that God and Joshua were pretty tight. And, and so today my mission is to somehow, some way cultivate that kind of spirit inside of God's people Somehow. That we face our challenges with that kind of confidence. That we face these issues that we're facing as a nation with that type of confidence. That that we realize that who we are and who it is that is calling forth these commands. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I think when we are born in this earth, um, we are given some kind of a, a government identification, birth certificate. Maybe later on we get a passport. The government plans for us, but to the government, we're little more than a numbers. Maybe letters and numbers on a passport. Pa- passport stamped on there. And that's who we are. And that provides the borders and boundaries of our existence. We live. We pay tax. That's what they're, they're interested in. Come on, somebody. Uh, we, we live. Maybe get married. Go to school. Get a job. Eat, sleep. Watch Liverpool and die. And everybody's fine with that. You know? I mean, that's what everything... We're prepared for this life at this level, right? And then maybe we get saved. And and the 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 for many people, unfortunately, our Christian existence is no different from the person with a government ID. Except we have this insurance policy of eternal life. That in case anything happens, we're good. You know, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, when like when you were backsliding, and then you just you said, okay, after you're done, Lord, we're still good, right? You don't want to lose your insurance policy. People come and ask questions. Pastor, how much can I do and still be saved, right? When the young people are dating, can we kiss and still be saved, right? Can we hold hands and still be saved? You can never hold hands and never kiss and still not be saved. That's not the point. You're dealing with orange and apple. It doesn't compare. Two different, two different arguments there. Okay, never mind. That was a bad example. You all got so religious on me. Huh? But my point being is that, is that, like many of us, we don't live different from anybody else. Except that we have this great insurance policy that if we were to die today, we're going to be with the Father because we accepted Jesus. So we have Jesus as insurance policy. But Joshua did not have Jesus as insurance policy. You see, Joshua was saved. Or or Joshua was a child of God. He knew his God. But beyond that, he understood a little bit more than just getting in the side door into heaven. He was walking in some authority in the earth. Right? He understood some things. Like there's something going on in here that was so different than the social security insurance policy Christian. So may the Lord help us today to see some things. Eh? Because there's more to us than meets the eye. Amen? Amen? And may the Lord help us to tap into those things today in Jesus' name. I would like us to go to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 16. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 16. I I, I use my old NIV Bible. They changed the version so many times these days that I, I I don't like what I'm reading sometimes. Not that it's wrong. I mean, do whatever. But something about the old NIV and the old New King James. Not the new New King James. The old New King James. All right. So I, I this is like hard to find now, man. This is like what? The 1984? 1984? They be changing stuff, man. All right. Jesus still saves. So we're good in every Bible, I think. But just... I like this one, so it might be a little bit different. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 16. Paul praying. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints. Now, what I wanted us to see in verse 17, it says, so that... Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith the Amplified Amplified version says may Christ through your faith actually dwell settle down abide make his permanent home in your hearts can I read that again? May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, and make his permanent home in your hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, there's the John 3.16 Christian, I believe someone said a few weeks ago, which is an insurance policy Christian. And then there's the John 15 Christian, which is about abiding. I was talking with Gashiello, like, I in you and you in me. Outside of me, you can bear no fruit. So we're so connected to the vine that everything that comes out of us is not us, but what we are connected to. That we are God's instruments and that he's actually doing his work through us. It's not us doing work for him. It's him doing the work through us because we are connected to him. Right? Hallelujah. Amen. So so, so uh, uh, it says that this dwelling permanent dwelling of god in our hearts it's it's done it's hinged through faith now i know we know about faith but let's really dig into faith properly without faith it's impossible to please god the righteous shall live by faith our faith though tried it will bring comfort our, 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 our though our, we are being tested we will come forth as gold our test being our faith being tested oh lord help me eh that will be of greater worth than gold. Our faith is the most precious thing we have. Because our faith is our connection to everything that God is in us. The Bible says greater is he that is in us. Than he that is in the world. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Test yourselves to see whether or not you are in the faith. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus himself lives in you? So we don't have an imaginary friend inside. Uh, we don't have a, 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 you know, this is not pretend, make-believe, make play, station, toy, game. Christ Himself. Christ Himself living in me. Don't you know that you, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? And that God's spirit lives in you. You're you're a powerful man. You're a powerful woman. He is living inside of you, even now. But it says also this element of faith has to be activated. And I think Joshua was walking at such a level of faith that to stop the sun in the sky was just a normal day's work. May the Lord graduate us. I think we need to find a way to tap into this. And my goal today is to graduate us from insurance policy Christians into sun-stopping Christians. Because that's what he died for. To believe against all hope and still believe. To stand on the promise and access all that God has for us. I, I don't want to go to heaven with any regrets. I don't want to go to heaven and say, oh man, I had all of that. Eh? And I did not access. I was insurance policy Christian. I was safe eh? But I lived far below my potential. When you truly understand who you are and what you have, it changes how you approach everything. It changes how you look at everything. It changes how you engage situations, Hallelujah. Uh, I, I, was, I, I, I grew up in Kenya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, in Kenya, when I was in high school, we went to Mombasa, hallelujah, hallelujah, uh, went scuba diving. I took a course, I'm a lifetime certified uh, scuba diver, but I've o- I never used my license because the closest thing we have here is, is Akaki River and... Forget scuba diving, we even have trouble finding places to baptize people here at Beza. Okay? Well, I mean, we could scuba dive in the baptismal tank, that would kind of defeating the point because it's only waist high. But anyway, I'm not complaining, I give praise to God. In Mombasa, it's on the beach, the Indian Ocean. And we, we would go out scuba diving and we would go down as far as 30, 40 meters. And, and when we're in that situation, we are one with the fish, come on somebody. It's like uh, you live in different circumstances because you are a scuba diver. When you're a scuba diver, that means you have an oxygen tank on your back and you have a regulator on your mouth that connects connects to the oxygen tank so you can breathe underwater and you can be one with the fish. Uh Right? I'm going somewhere with this now. The normal person can survive underwater for maybe two minutes or so. Uh, after 30 seconds, one minute, you start to panic. You probably die more from panic than actually actual losing oxygen, right? Uh, our body is not fish, a fish body. It's a human body. Human body is designed uh, to live on the land, not in the water. But if you have an oxygen tank regulator and you know how to, how to dive, uh, you can survive in the elements that is not designed for you. AKA, you can do the impossible. So the person who comes into the ocean just on his own flesh and blood is very different from the person who comes to the ocean with the scuba gear on and the oxygen tank and the regulator. It's the same ocean, but you see things different because of what you're carrying. You see, you don't think 40 meters under the, under the water if you don't have the equipment. Because you know that this thing will will, will have limitations. It will just be a few minutes before you start getting in trouble. The one who is fully geared up looks at the same water and says, I got you. It looks at the same water and thinks about what it's going to do under the water. It doesn't think of how it's going to survive because you, you understand what you're carrying. When we are true children of God... By faith, plugging in to the greater one who lives inside of us. How we look at life is different from the one who's in survival mode insurance policy. How we look at our challenges is different because we are plugged in to a source that the normal person does not have. How we look at the problems of our nation, how we look at the problems of our continent is different because we know what we are carrying. The Bible says, Elijah was a man just like us. But he had an understanding that most people don't have. He says, I have some equipment. He prayed and it did not rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed again and the heavens gave forth their rain. Hallelujah. Today I want to buttin that insurance policy Christian from our heart. That's not what God uh, ...has called for us to live. That's not the assignment on your life. The world will cause you to make plans for your life according to your government registration identification number. God will call, have plans for your life that is according to the greatness that He has planted inside. And may the Lord help us to dream a little bit bigger than normal. May the Lord help us to lift our eyes from where we are and start counting stars and counting sand. Because our God is a mighty God. Our God is able and impossible, is normal business, all in a day's work for Him. Hallelujah. Elijah was a man just like us, he was not a superman, but he was hooked up to his oxygen tank. Come on somebody, I want to hook somebody by faith into your supernatural, uncorruptible, living, powerful, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. Can we say Amen? Some of you getting nervous. It's not you getting nervous, it's your insurance policy, Christianity, that is getting nervous. Because you had plans within those boxes and frames. You had plans of what you wanted to do and I'm trying to get in the way. When you talk with God, when you've been visited by God, you cannot think normal, you cannot behave normal. You're not afraid of the water, you can't wait to get into the water because you know the water will be easy for you. Stop the sun. Hallelujah. Stop the sun. May the Lord uh, graduate us today. May the Lord elevate us today. May we see everything through different lens today. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Because He is a great God. He is a mighty God. Nothing is impossible for Him. The first thing He told Mary, He said, With man it is impossible, but not so with God. All things are possible with God. Hallelujah. Possibility just became possible. Hallelujah. Because God has been hooked into in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. So today, I want us to reinterpret this national crisis that we are facing. I want you to re-evaluate your sickness, your disease, your challenge, your opposition, your crazy situation that seems to be only getting worse. Let God arise today. Let God arise in us today. Hallelujah. How you pray is different if you're an insurance policy Christian and if you understand who you are in Christ Jesus Christian. He said, stop the sun. sun sto- he didn't even say, dear God, can you please make the sun stop? He said, sun. So, so today, uh, I didn't even want to preach that much. I just wanted us to connect with him today. Uh, I wanted to break this spirit of normal, break this spirit of normal expectation. Yes, we do normal things, but we do normal things with a different perception. Everyone has to go to work. Everyone has to feed, put, put food on the table. You go through it, but you do so with a perspective of heaven. You do so. Joshua had to fight the battle, but he knew that he was not fighting this battle alone. Yeah. Hallelujah. Stop this sign. Um... Today I I really came in with a lot of faith, I've been, uh, uh, the Lord taught me something, I want to share with you something that I think would be helpful, and uh, then I would like to act on it. When I was uh, in in Canada, we were going back and forth between this place for the different camps, and... um, there was a one of the coordinators. Her name was uh, Deborah, and she wanted to talk with me. So they arranged for me to go back with her. You know, everyone comes back and forth like that. So we're going back with Deborah, and we're talking. And and uh, she had a question, and then uh, we worked with the question. And then I started asking her questions just about her, her life, her how she came, because she's a you know I, I'm a little bit older now. I'm actually considered old now. Um, that was a tough one to swallow. Yeah. Uh, and so she wasn't even like born when I started ministering. You know, it's like, like that. Right. So I, I guess I'm old. So I just asked her, tell me, you know, how you found the Lord? How? And she said, oh, I, I found the Lord six years ago. And it was at a camp just like this. I said, okay, what happened? And she said, well, actually everything was terrible because the program was just a mess. It fell apart. The preacher, it was some guest preacher who even preached something that was wrong. There was actually a lot of controversy because of what he preached. And he said, but just, you know, a few of us just started worshiping God there. And while we were worshiping God, he showed up and he touched us. Now, I, I, this is what the Lord told me. See, because I'm a, 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 a preacher, I, I teach the Word. I love the Word. I love the revelation of the Word by me or anybody else. That's like my, that's, what, that's what I do, right? And so it's like, to think that the Word could be off and the program could be off, but God still moves, right? And the Lord was telling me, you know, that God is bigger than the preacher. God is bigger than the program. God is bigger. He can do as He wishes, however He wishes. And that blessed me so much, right? I mean, that's like something God, because I realized, you know, when you you have a gift like mine, you really, really, I don't know, you work hard to make sure that you are on point with the Scriptures. And it's good to be on point with the Scriptures. Don't get me wrong, right? It's good. Paul instructed Timothy to watch your life and doctrine carefully. So we have to do that. But God is bigger than that whole practice, right? And if God wants to do something, he can do something. And I said, man, that's interesting for me. That blessed me, man. So God God touched you. In fact, uh, there was like the first camp, 18 to 26-year-olds. It was like 100-something. The second camp was 200-something, 14 to 18-year-olds. They had like maybe 20 uh, leaders to oversee. I mean, it was so well organized. They did an amazing job. El Shaddai, God bless this boy. Um, But she was telling me, actually, all of these leaders and volunteer leaders, they were all the ones that were touched at that camp. Where the doctrine was off, when the preacher was controversial, and where the program fell apart. And I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? Are you trying to tell me you don't need me? And I guess he was saying, yeah. You mean me to get out of the way? Sometimes. (laughs) You know, because God is big. So I want to, I want this to be Stop the Sun Sunday. Amen. Uh, let God show up. Uh, and I want to open the altar uh, up today just to pray for people who need the sun stopped in your life uh, today. I don't know. I just want, just like in His presence, some, anything can happen. Like, I don't know. Yeah? To think that God does not need me it's kind of humbling, Adalim. I mean, I am the managa, right? God does not need me. We need him. And uh, today, I just wanted to kind of open this place up. Uh, and this is kind of the picture that I got. This area where we, where we, we reside, as Beza, is called Maggananya. Because the big Maggananya roundabout is right there, right? What's Maggananya mean in English, Somebody. It means a meeting point, connection point, where the people on that side and the people on that side find a place to meet, right? You know, we have another McGonaghan. It's right here when you leave the doors. It's called Connection Center. Especially you new visitors who came for the first time. God bless you. Eh? Any question you have, anything you want to know. Eh? My shoes size, my suit size, they'll tell you you can buy me whatever you want. They, that's what I, I, I made sure that they understand. Right. But anything that you want to connect with the, the ministry, you do it at the Connection Center, Maggananya. Today, I want to create a, a third Maggananya today. And I want this altar to be the third Magananya. Where the heavens and the earth Magananya. Right? Where we come together. And where the power of God eh, connects with you at the place of your greatest need. Where the darkness is overcome by the light. Where peace reigns in the place of chaos. Where the burden is yoke, burden is dis- removed and the yoke is destroyed because God did something. May great leaders come out tomorrow in the days to come because of what happens today at Magananya. May the trajectory of the nation start to shift because of what happens at Magananya. Stop the sun today.